The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. How are we doing today? Awesome. Yes. Why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of god amen praise god yes it's good to be here uh quick quick two quick announcements uh the first one is uh for those of you watching online uh overseas we have a new life group launching i am told in uh in europe uh for that time zone because we realized that most of you were still in the tube that's how pastor henry put it he said they're still in the tube (laughs) You know, when we start live group here, it's 5 p.m. there, so they're still stuck in traffic. And so we have a new one launching. And if you want to be a part of that one, please be sure to send us an email, admin at faithofchurch.co.za. And then next Sunday, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a a guest speaker preaching, uh, same thing about faith. We're going to have our good friend, Rick McFarland, uh, Pastor Rick. He's going to... What did I say? Yeah, he's going to be preaching. He's a pastor at uh, rock river church and so he's going to be here uh, uh ministering so that's going to be fun the secret sauce is still going to be uh, uh in the in good hands amen i'm telling you it's going to be fun praise the lord well we'll be talking about the secret sauce and quickly let's go to first john chapter number five uh verse four the secret sauce uh first john chapter number five verse four and this is what it says it says for whatever is born of god overcomes the world And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Now, if you read uh, the same verse in the New Living Translation, uh, it says this. It says, for every child of God defeats this evil world. And we achieve this victory uh, through our faith. I love it in the NLT because, uh, first of all, it qualifies everybody. It says every child of God. Listen, you don't have to be a victim of, of circumstances. Amen. Uh, uh, you don't have to be, uh, uh, you know, just subject to uh, the, the, the winds and the, 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 the consequences of life. Uh, God has given you uh, power to, to, to get a victory in life and to live victoriously uh, in life. Amen. And if you read in uh, Romans uh, chapter number 327, it says of this faith uh, that delivers victory to us. It says this, that uh, uh, there is no boasting. Uh, it is excluded by a law. And then he says, what law? And he says, by the law of faith. And so uh, another thing that we learn is that uh, uh, faith is a law. Amen? Uh, what I mean by that is uh, faith is governed by laws. You know, faith is not uh, you know, just something that's up in the air. Uh, 
that you can't determine what's going to happen next. If you are in faith and you speak to a mountain, what's supposed to happen to that mountain? It's supposed to move. Amen? Uh, if you speak to the sycamore tree, what's supposed to happen to it? Be uprooted and be uh, thrown into the sea. And so you can be sure of results uh, just from this uh, very fact that, you know, faith is a law. Just like gravity is a law. Amen? Uh, we know that if I, if I held a book uh, up here and I let it go. We know exactly what's going to happen to that book. It's not going to float. Uh, it will go down. Similarly, when you start functioning in a place of faith, uh, your, your, your results are guaranteed. And that, that result is, is to overcome the world, the evil world, and to live a life of victory. You can achieve a life of victory uh, through living your life by faith. We also learned uh, that, uh, you know, we have all been given faith. Uh, Romans chapter number 12, verse 3, he says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And we say that this, this faith that he has given to every single one of us is similar to the muscles that we have in our bodies. And we say, uh, you know, God gave it to us, but God is not going to, you know, uh, coerce us to use it. Uh, we have to uh, start learning how to use this faith uh, so that we can, we can grow it, if you will. Uh, just like, you know, when you're dealing with muscles, uh, I say this before and I'm going to say it again, just in case someone is here for the first time. If you don't use your muscles in your body, uh, you know, you lose the, the ability for them to function. You, uh, the scientific world will tell you the muscle will atrophy. And this is why when, you know, uh, 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 astronauts go to space, sometimes three, six, seven months, when they come back, they literally have to be carried out of the capsule because they have not been using their muscles for that long. And so the muscles have lost their power to function. Similarly, when you, you and I have been given this faith, and if we don't use it, uh, we use the ability for it to function. Amen? And so God introduces us to this, I, I call it the spiritual gymnasium, where he gives us all these different things uh, that we are supposed to practice our faith so that we can be promoted to the you know, next level. Just like you know, we're in February now. Last month, January, was probably uh, the biggest month. It's probably the biggest month worldwide you know, of gym attendance. <laughs> it is. Worldwide, you know, people have New Year's resolutions and they go in there, they, they're ready to do that. And, and, and the thing about, you know, uh, uh, going to the gym is, is that when you first, uh, you know, start going, you know, telling Marshall, when you get in there, man, don't start with the big ones. You can uh, slowly progress to the big ones. Amen. Start with the little ones. And as you get used to them, you know, you go to the next thing as you get. And this is what uh, uh, essentially what happens when we come into the kingdom of God. God begins to uh, give us all this. Uh, small things that we can begin to uh, practice our faith. For example, if you are called to be in business and to run your own business, God says practice your faith, uh, better known as faithfulness, in a business that belongs to somebody else. And he says when you do that, then he will give you that which is your own. Can I get an amen? And when you're dealing with true riches, you know, the Lord will say to you, you know, practice your, your, your faithfulness in, in unrighteous mammon. 
you know and he says you know then he will give you true riches and what i've learned over the years is that every time i see people struggle in one area and another i, I trace it down to the little uh weights in their lives and, and and sometimes if you're struggling to lift you know 60 kgs it's probably because you didn't do so well uh trying to lift 10 kgs can i get an amen i see a lot of people you know trying to lift this deadlift 120 kg uh marriage you know deal and 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 they didn't practice their faith in the 10 5 kg dating uh uh, uh you know can i get an amen Amen. And so they, the, the, the sucker won't leave the floor. And you're wondering what is going on. They should have practiced their, their faith in the little things. Amen. Uh, he says, uh, uh, the third one, he says, if we don't learn how to be, uh, practice our faith in, in small things, how are we going to you know, practice our faith in, in the big things? You know, if, if you don't learn, for example, uh, to lead five people, how are you going to lead a hundred? You know, uh, the, the Lord says this to, in leadership, in teaching leadership. He says, if you don't know how to lead your own household how are you going to lead the house of god amen and so we see that there are different levels uh, of faithfulness uh, uh, you know before jesus let loose on his disciples to go into the world he spent about three and a half years with them in 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 discipleship training uh, so that they could understand how to cast out little devils and you know heal headaches and he sent them out he says you go for a practice session and they came back they said man these ones wouldn't come out he said man uh, it was because of your unbelief and you can get rid of your unbelief through uh, prayer and fasting and he's training them how to deal in the in the realm of 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 minute things so that they can be promoted to do to deal with big things so it is uh with faith you have to allow faith through the word of god and what you learn in scripture to infiltrate watch this now all the different areas of your life amen, amen. I said amen. And so, you know, uh, I mean, you're going to be tempted, some of you, because you're doing so well, uh, you don't have uh, any pain in your body. You're going to be tempted to say, well, I don't need that verse on, on healing. Uh, and so you, you, you don't practice your, your faith in that arena. And what happens is your muscles in that arena will atrophy. And when you get hit, man, you don't know where to start. Pastor, where is that verse? Did you say Psalm 103? Where is that verse? What happened to that verse? But, but you how many of you know that you can actually practice your faith even in the arena of health and healing by going out and laying hands on those you don't have to be sick yourself for you to practice uh, faith in that arena can I get an amen? And so whenever you see someone and they say, man, I have a headache, here's another opportunity for me to develop my faith muscle in the area of healing. Can I get an amen? amen? And so this is what we need to do. We need to learn how to allow the faith of God. We learned that faith is a servant. And, and Jesus told us, he said, when, how many of you when the servant has come back from uh, taking care of the field who say, hey, sit down, have a rest. But, but uh, uh, you don't do that. You actually say, go and make me food. And when he comes back, he says, go do that. In other words, you must allow your faith to go into all these different areas of your life every area of your life you know you can't have uh uh the uh i i've got this areas in your life you know every area of your life should be you know jesus take the wheel you know and, and take the wheel while we're still driving at five kilometers an hour don't call jesus now to take the wheel the thing is already in 360 kilometers you've been doing your thing thing 
The thing is rolling off the cliff. Now, Jesus, take the wheel. We ain't even driving no more. I mean, he'll come through for you, but I'm just saying it's wiser to get Jesus involved right at the beginning. Okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Let's go to James chapter number one. Amen. James chapter number one. I'm going to read from verse five to eight in the New King James Bible. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach. It will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Now, what's interesting is he didn't say let not that man uh, uh, suppose that God will not give it to him. God is a giver. He has already released uh, the gift. He says uh, let that man not think that he will receive because the agent for receiving from God is faith. The only way you can receive from God is through faith. Amen. He says, let not that man think he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? He is double-minded and unstable in his way. So the description of a uh, you know, person who doubts the Lord, the person who uh, functions in, in unbelief, if you will, is, is a double-minded person. You know, and he says this person is unstable in their ways. And so as opposed to being double-minded, God wants us to be single-minded. And when we become single-minded, uh, over there in Romans chapter number 4, verse 17, it says, uh, being fully persuaded of one thing, that he who promised, watch this, is also faithful to bring it to pass. And so faith is simply this, if you will. It is just being single in your, in your mindedness. To know that God is going to heal you and that settles it. God is going to prosper me and that settles it. God is going to open doors for me and that settles it. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. And, and when you become single-minded, uh, uh, you are a, a, a person operating in faith. And so if you read in Matthew 6.22, it's talking about the mind as well. He says the light or the mind of the body is the eye. The light of the body is the eye, which is the mind. If therefore thine eye or thine mind be single, the whole body shall be filled with light or full of light. And so, you know, Jesus, uh, his word is calling us uh, to be single in our mindedness and not to be double-minded. Amen? And the way we do that is by allowing God's word uh, to shape our thinking. Let's go to Mark uh, chapter number four. You've got to allow God's word uh, to shape your thinking. Your entire outlook on life uh, should be based on what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> you know, a lot of people uh, don't realize this, that faith is a lifestyle, is a way of life. You know, it's, 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 you know, the just shall live by faith. That's how we live our lives. And uh, a lot of people use faith as a cheat code. They try to use faith as some magic wand or, you know, faith as, a, you know, the, the problem fixer. God never intended for faith to be any of that. He intended for faith to be our way of life as his, as his children. Amen? Uh, we, we get up by faith. We go to sleep by faith. We, we do everything that we do. Everything has got to be by faith. Amen? 
I said amen. And, and the way we do that is by allowing God's word to shape our outlook. It, you allow God's word uh, to shape our, our, our view of life. Amen. Let's go to Mark chapter number 4. We're going to read from verse 14. <coughs> Mark chapter number 4 verse 14. Uh, Jesus shared a parable, you know, prior to this about the sower, you know, sowing the word, right? He said the sower went about sowing the word and, uh, you know, some, some seed fell on the, on the wayside, some seed fell on the uh, uh, shallow ground, rocky ground, some seed fell on the thorny ground, and some seed fell on the good ground, amen? And so the seed that fell on the good ground produced a victorious life. He says that kind of life looked like 30, 60, and 100-fold. And that's the kind of life that God is calling us uh, all to, to, to live. Amen. And so he says in, in verse 14 of Mark chapter number 4, the sower soweth the word. Did you all see that? He says the sower soweth the word. And so Jesus is explaining this parable. And he said when the sower went sowing, he was sowing the word. Amen. And, and, and this is really is, is, is where the power is. Just in understanding that the word of God can be likened to seed is powerful because, you know, only God can create seed technology. You know, only God has the, 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 the patents, if you will, to seed uh, technology. Human beings have not been able to create something and put seed. We haven't been able uh, to create uh, with this kind of ingenuity where, where something, you know, an iPad, you create an iPad, put seed in it, you know, to produce other little iPad. We haven't been able to do that. You go and get a car, a dealership. Uh, we go to Mercedes-Benz, you get a, a male E, e class and a female uh, GL. E and then you know you get little uh, A classes no we haven't been able to do that we haven't been able to do that you know why because only God uh, uh, this this technology is reserved to God and so when God says his word is just like seed he's given us two things he's given us a guarantee that his word will produce and that his word operates at a higher level than any man's word and so when you get into God's word, you are reading from something that is the ability uh, to be planted in your heart and produce after its kind. Amen. It's not just reading like a novel. In fact, if you look up the word seed in the Greek, it's the Greek word sperma. You know, just like a, a male spam, you know, uh, 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 brings conception. So it is with God's word. When you read it and you allow it to come into your heart, the word of God will bring about a conception. When you allow that word on healing, this is why God said he sent his sperma, he sent his word, his seed, and it healed them. Why? Because that word touched their heart, the ground of their heart, and it produced after its kind. And so the way you approach the word of God has to change with that understanding. You know, you approach the word of God as a bag of seed, as, 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 a, as a, you know, a book of promises with the ability to literally produce after their kind. You know, I've written a few books, but my books have got not that ability. My books won't do much for you except to inspire you. The word of God will not just inspire you, it will change your life. Amen. Amen. 
It has the ability to be planted in your heart and literally change your life. And so, you know, we live in a time, I mean, there's a period in history called the Dark Ages. Anybody ever heard about that? The Dark Ages was a period, period of what, close to a thousand years of no, you know, technological advancement, no, no scientific discoveries, no revelation, nothing at all of a thousand years, not even historic records were recorded for a thousand years. And when you go and study the reason why that period is known as the dark ages is simply one thing the word of god was locked away from the people the seed the sperm the one with the ability to produce fruit was locked away in the monasteries physically and spiritually and and, and you know you could say you know in, in a, uh, naturally it was locked in a language that common men could not understand and because of that men's minds were darkened and they did not see beyond this natural physical realm and because of that men operated at a level below what god intended for them to operate but when the word of God comes, it says the entrance of his word, it brings light, it brings illumination, it brings revelation, it changes uh, people's lives, it alters destinies. Amen. Amen. And so now we live on the flip side uh, in a time where the word of God has become, you know, available and to some to a certain extent over available and everybody takes it for granted it's on your phone it's on your watch it's on your you know ipad it's in your bag it's everywhere and because of that people don't realize how potent the word of god is and they've taken it for granted you know i'll just read it when i can or i'll just you know send me a scripture and i oh, yeah, i know that one <laughs> praise the lord And so we are missing out on the value that this could do in our lives. The word of God is the power to change your life. Can I get an amen? amen. And so he says, the sower soweth the word. And if there's anything the enemy wants to do, it is to stop you and I from receiving this word. He wants to stop the, the conception. He, he wants to stop it. He wants you to abort the promises of God every single time. And, uh, and, and, you know, to, to a certain extent, he has, he's been successful uh, with this generation because of, you know, we don't value the word of God uh, uh, a lot these days. Amen. And I think it was, uh, I don't know who it was, a preacher or it was a picture on Facebook I saw uh, that said, you know, if there were two doors right in front of people, uh, one with the word of God on top and the other one uh, with miracles, I mean, there would be a long line on miracles uh, and nothing on the word of God because people don't realize that the word of God gives you the ability to make miracles for others. You could be the miracle producer instead of the miracle chaser. He said, believers, uh, these signs shall follow those who believe. Amen. Amen. The signs are supposed to follow you and not the other way around. Verse 15. <clears throat> Is this helping you? Uh, verse 15. He says, and these are, you know, the seed, they that fell by the wayside uh, where the word is sown. But when they have heard, uh, Satan cometh and immediately. Someone say Immediately and take away that word that was sown in their hearts and so you know satan doesn't even want this thing to to reach their hearts so immediately he's stealing that word and sometimes he used uh you, you know preconceived ideas sometimes he used uh, prejudices sometimes he used he uses all kinds of things uh, sometimes he uses just a lack of understanding and as that word is coming he just snatches it away from you 
He just snatches it away from you uh, before it hits your heart. Amen? In fact, if you read Matthew's explanation of this, you know, uh, quoting Jesus, he says in uh, Matthew 13, verse 18, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of God... Uh, of the kingdom and does not understand it then the wicked one comes and snatches away uh, that word that was sown in his heart and this is he who has received the word by the wayside and so the person who has received the word by the wayside is a person who lacks understanding and so understanding is critical if we are going to retain the promises of god you have to seek to understand, uh, you know, again, the Bible says uh, in Proverbs, it says uh, wisdom is the principal thing. In, in all you're getting, get what? Get understanding. Seek to understand how things work. Good. Amen. Amen. Seek to understand how things work. How, this is why we have a, a marriage uh, boot camp. <laughs> You're trying to, to show people how, how does marriage work. And in fact, it says, you know, I, I heard this, it says, someone said the best time to have a premarital class is three years after they've been married. <laughs> he says, because, because at three, four, five, months, like, man, come on, man. I don't need to hear any of that. Leave me alone. I don't, hey, we're good. Pastor, what are you talking about? We don't fight. Never have, never will. And we're like, come to boot camp. Then no, we don't want to come to boot camp. Hey, we have a premarital class we set for you. You know, that could be of help. And no, we don't need that. He said, man, the best time to do a premarital is three years after the game. Three years, they start chasing us now. Pastor, that premarital thing you said. As we finish the boot camp, they say, when is the next one? <laughs> it's a different story. And so, the reason we do that is so that people can understand how things work. <clears throat> There's a kingdom way for stuff. Amen. I said amen. There's a kingdom way for stuff. And so, I'm just using marriage as an, as an example. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, we, we could use all the other different things. But, but if you look at marriage, you know, uh, this is where we're at. You know, so I can use that as an example. A lot of people just don't understand what it's for. They, they don't understand what it's for. And because of that, there's a lot of abuse. If you go to Hollywood, people don't know what marriage is for. They, there's all kinds of uh, selfish uh, desires that creep in. And, and because of a lack of understanding, uh, the thing that God meant for good can get abused. Amen? And so the Bible says a lack of understanding, they get snatched. You know, they, they lose that word. <coughs> Let's go to verse 16. Can I get some water? <coughs> Let's go to verse 16. And in verse 16 it says, And these are they likewise which have sown on stony ground, who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So they get excited and, you know, they receive the word. And it says this though. It says, but they have no root in themselves. And so they've passed the first stage. At least this group has managed to receive the word right and put it in their heart but they didn't plant it deep enough 
right? And so there's excitement, there's gladness, and they didn't plant it deep enough, and, and there's no root system. Uh, and root system here is talking about a personal conviction on the matter. So they're just doing it because they heard preacher so-and-so say it did works. And so because of that, they can only endure but for a season. Man, there has to be a personal, someone say personal. There has to be a personal conviction on matters. You have to have seen it in the word, watch this now, for yourself. And only then will you not be pushed uh, from that conviction. He says they have no root in themselves. There is no root system. And so they just endure but for a time, for a weekend, for a month. And afterward, when affliction or persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. And so we call these people in this reaction, this is what I call it personally, I call it a, a, a goosebump, a butterfly in the tummy reaction or response to God's word. It's not a personal conviction. It's just, oh man, that felt good. Hallelujah, praise God. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. But there's no personal conviction. Do you really believe that God can recreate organs? Ooh, Pastor, I, you know, I'm not sure. But ooh, I, ooh, yeah, I, that's what they say at the church. Do you really believe God can heal incurable diseases? Yeah, ooh, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know if the doctors can do it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Or we go, yeah, I believe. And then something hits you like, oh, man, this is, I'm not sure now. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? Do you really believe that God is your source? Amen. Yeah, I believe that, Pastor. You know, until we run out of wine at the wedding, right? It's like, oh, man. I thought, I thought, you know. Do you really believe that Jesus can feed the, the people, the 5,000? Oh, I'm not sure. You know, we only have, we only have two, two fish. He shouldn't have, you know what? The disciples shouldn't even have brought up what they had. They should have said, we have the Jehovah Jireh. We got you. Hey, what makes you think you can feed Father? Because you are here. They should have pointed to him and not to what they had. Can I get an Amen. And so, man, I'm telling you, when the rubber meets the road, and it does that all the time, the rubber is going to meet the road because the wheel is turning, right? At some point, your turn is going to read. We've got to meet the road. We've got to meet the road. Back to exhibit A in your marriage, the rubber is going to meet the road. And what happens when the rubber. Yeah. You may be starting the, 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 the turn, right? And the wheel is turning at some point. And, oh, man, you annoy me. What are you going to say? They're going to say, you annoy me. You are my worst decision. What are you going to do? You annoy me too. And then before you know it, it's going to be a, you know. They, they, they didn't learn how to work on themselves and understand that the word of God is the one that should change them. 
So they didn't allow the word to change them. And so when the fiery darts came, that's why the Bible talks about the washing of the word with the water of the word. You know why? Because water is an extinguisher. And when you wash yourself with the water of the word, when the fiery darts come, there won't be any, any explosion. Amen? But when you are busy smearing yourself with the, with the explosive stuff, you're flirting with, with, with ego, you're flirting with unforgiveness i'm preaching now you're flirting with bitterness you you're flirting with all these different things you, you're flirting with them right you're flirting with oh man i'm better than you i'm i'm doing you a favor you should be glad that i married you married me you you married up that's what you did you married up and you're flirting with that thing so what you're doing is you you went to uh, uh bp and you bought yourself a, a, a 25 liters of, of petrol and you're pouring on yourself and you're pouring and when the rubber meets the road there's a spark the enemy all he has to do is the bible calls it fiery darts of the they aren't even arrows it's just a dart anybody ever played darts it's just a dart it shouldn't cause much harm but because you've been working on the wrong stuff you you've been smearing the wrong stuff you, you they throw a dart and uh, pastor the oh, the house is burning no no the house shouldn't have been burning because this is just small stuff Can I get an amen? amen? And so you didn't depend on the Lord and, and, and you could bring that to the area of, of stuff, material things. You, you put your heart in this car. You put your heart in stuff in, in these golf clubs. You, I'm preaching to myself. You put your heart in them. And so when the thing breaks, guess what else breaks? And now you run to God, Lord, Lord, heal me. The Lord is going to heal you, but it's a, it's a process. It's a journey, right? You're going to get, you, the car gets into a wreck. What happens? Oh, man. Or, or your money loses value. Or someone steals your money. You know, things happen. Someone, you know, steals your money. I mean, you, you, your hope is not in, in the finances. Your hope is in the Lord. And you have a, a life to build your faith in all these different areas of life. And, and, and in the area of healing, you have all these days to build your faith in the that arena how do you do that every time that you go to life group someone says man i'm sick we need someone to pray i'm here i want to pray for them someone say i have a, 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 a stomach bug hey i want to pray for them and what am I doing? I'm building my faith in that arena to, 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 to know in my mind that our Heavenly Father is a healer. And when anything touches me, guess what? I've been building my faith. Now I've got, you know, big swollen, swoliosis, big biceps in, in the area of healing. Oh, I can lay hands on myself. Amen. Instead of, oh man, this thing hit me. What was, what was that verse? What was that verse about healing? Brother Marshall, what was Isaiah 53? What does it say? Can you see what's happening there? There is no personal conviction. So you develop personal conviction through practice. Can I get an amen? amen. And uh, verse 18. Verse 18 says, And these are they which are sown amongst thorns, such as hear the word. So they receive the word in their heart and the cares of this world, which is the worry and the, you know, anxiety, if you will, the, the, the stresses of life. He says the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, uh, the deceitfulness of riches really is just, you know, when money uh, is trying to be your security over God. 
It's a deceit, right? He's, he's deceiving you. And, and the lusts of other things, so, so when you're lusting for stuff, you know, uh, uh, lusting for things, just lusting for things. I wish I had that. I wish I had that or the other. You know, the, these magazines that they sell actually promote this, this, this thing. You know, I wish I had that. And, and sometimes, you, you know, the things you're wishing for, uh, uh, you, you're trying to get them so you can fill a void in your heart that only God can fill. And so you're trying to use stuff. You know, maybe if I get an iPhone uh, 14, are we on 14 now? Maybe if I get an iPhone 14. Maybe that's just what I need. That's just what I need. And then, you know, sometimes we just have to go and, and, and they say, hey, listen, we're going to sell this thing uh, on a normal day costs 15000 But because you are so de deceived by riches and you want it desperately for you, we'll sell it to you for 32000 And we'll, we, 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 we'll put you on a program where you pay us 1,500 rand every month. And then, because you're so deceived, we want to put you on a revolving program. When this one ends, we want to give you another one, and another one, and another one, and another one, so we can just work on your heart. And so you're trying to fill a God-sized void with stuff. And the Bible calls it a, a, a deceit. It calls it deceitfulness of riches. It's, it's just stuff, you know, and, and it eats both the rich and the poor. You know, sometimes when we're teaching on riches and now people can be deceived by riches, you know, people think, oh, well, I'm not rich, so it doesn't deceive me. If you've ever had this thought, all I need is 500 rand <laughs> and all my problems will be finished. <laughs> you are deceived by riches. Can I get an amen? amen? If you've ever had a thought, man, all I need is something out there physical. You know, all I need is a house. If I just buy a house, all my problems will be fixed. No, no, no. What you need is Jesus. Amen. And so riches can deceive you. And what do those riches do? Lust of things, uh, deceitfulness of riches, uh, uh, cares of this world. When you're constantly stressed out about stuff and the world that we live in, it says it chokes the word. So the word was springing forth, and this thing came and literally held it by the neck and just strangled the life out of it. So see, see, worries are not a godly thing. This is why God says, cast them onto me. Can I get an amen? You know, he says, don't be anxious about anything because that anxiety will choke and stop the word. Anyway, even if you, you get anxious, how are you going to solve it by becoming anxious? And just worrying about it. This is why Jesus says, don't worry about anything. You can go read that in, in Matthew chapter number 6. Amen? He says, when, when these things enter into your heart, they choke the word and stop it from, from uh, producing. So let us not be uh, preoccupied with the cares of this world. Amen? We have an eternal world that's coming uh, uh, that we can be preoccupied by. Man, when you, when you realize that heaven is going to be much better than this, heaven is going to be so much fun, man, and you keep your eyes on that. Anyway, how long do you even, why are you worrying? It's only eight years. 
if you are really good and you know you look after yourself it's only eight years for the, some of us a hundred you know but most people it's only going to be eight years you know how am i going to invest all my life if you look at one of these cables that they have here you know this is a long cable it starts here right or goes all the way to the back oh you're stressing about just I mean, this is a long cable. Most of us are stressing about just this part here, just this part, just, just this part, just this part here. That's what you're stressing about, the tip of the cable. And you have an entire cable to worry about. Man, I'm telling you, we have a future to look forward to. That's filled with hope, amen? amen. <coughs> Where we're going to be reconciled with all our family and friends. In fact, yesterday I was thinking about, you know, some of my friends who went home to be with the Lord. Uh, uh, one of my mentors went home to be with the Lord. And yesterday as I was working on the garden, I was just thinking, maybe they're hanging out right now. Maybe they're hanging out. And the Lord said to me, the, this is what the Lord said to me. Uh, some of them died 10, 20, you know, some years ago. And the Lord said this to me. He says, they've just started hanging out. It feels like two minutes. They're still introducing each other. Because a day with the Lord is like a thousand days. Amen. And so, I mean, these, these people, you know, just, they just checked in and they just, hey, what's going on? They're still introducing each other. Amen. And we're stressing about, you know, just trying to get a car so we can show the neighbors that, that, that are not paying attention. The Bible is saying that's choking the word. Amen. Amen. Man, you shouldn't be worrying about stuff like that. You have an eternity to be preoccupied with. And then it says in verse 20, And these are they which are sown on good ground. Someone say good ground. <laughs> Such as hear the word and receive it, and, bring, and it brings forth fruit. To some thirtyfold, to some sixty, and to some a hundredfold. When the ground of your heart is good. When you have understanding. Amen. When you have a personal conviction. When you are not preoccupied by things that don't matter. The word of God will begin to produce for you. To some 30, to some 60, and to some 100 fold. Amen. And how do you get to that place? You get to that place when you get preoccupied by his word. Man, we call it meditation. I wish I could teach on that, but I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Man, I'm telling you, this is awesome. The word of God is the agent of change. Man, I don't care uh, what, what you're faced with right now. I'm telling you, you can go into his word and, and get some seed, plant them in your heart, and you'll begin to see fruit uh, produced after its kind. He said to Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, so that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. That good success is talking about is the 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen. 
man as you start to focus on his word spend time in his word uh, and not just you know uh, reading it like another you know book to cover ground and you know finish paragraphs but to read it to find seed that you can plant in your heart and expect to see fruit after you know you don't go to an apple tree expecting oranges uh, just like you know don't expect uh, uh, you know fruit when you have not uh, planted the seed uh, of that word amen I said, amen, we, we have to uh, get into God's word. And this is why, you know, we have things like life group, things like uh, our weekly devotion, uh, things that uh, are word centered that we, we encourage people to plug into uh, so that they can plant the word of God in their hearts. As you do that, you'll begin to see fruit start to manifest in your life. And I'm telling you, it's not just, you know, something, well, we don't have a program uh, for midweek. Let's just come up with something so people can, no, 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 no. It's, it's, there's a method to the madness. As you sit around those devotions and you're reading, every single paragraph has got several scriptures. The idea is to get the word of God in your heart so that it can illuminate, it can, you know, uh, germinate, it can begin to grow into a tree that will bring forth fruit. They, they, this is the way that we're going to reach the world. It is through our fruit. Amen. I said amen. amen. The world is going to be looking at, at, at fruit everywhere we go. You know, we, we, my wife and I uh, go to a, a CrossFit gym and we, we are careful never to announce that we are pastors or Christians. We just go there and we allow our fruit of kindness, our fruit of care, our fruit of putting others before ourselves, our fruit of, of being kingdom citizens uh, show forth. And by the time it's, it's at the turning of a, a year and a half, people start to find out, oh, they are the Christians, oh, they are the Christians. First of all, they stop cussing around us. They're like, oh, I'm sorry, I will cuss around this people but second of all here's what they all say almost, almost all all of them say this uh, we knew there was something different about you the way you love people the way you care for people and so the world is tired of of, of our talking they're looking for our fruit amen man people should see that there's something different about you amen and the only way to do that is to allow God's word to be planted in our, in our hearts. And it's effortless. You know, just the, the fruit of the spirit is effortless. It will just grow and there will just be fruit uh, on the branches of your tree. And everywhere you go, people will just, you know, partake of that fruit. And I'm telling you, man, the word of God is your key to a different life, to a life of victory, to a life of faith. And approach it as so. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for you have given us your word. <clears throat> you have given us your word, which you watch over to perform. You have given us your word, and in your word, you have given the ability, the potential to bring forth after its kind. Lord, I thank you that as these, your precious children, receive your word in all the different areas of life, spiritually financially socially relationally lord i thank you father that they are rising above the storms of life they are rising above the challenges uh, that are being thrown at them because your word is victorious lord i thank you 
father that they, they may not feel it in the natural that there is a transformation that there is a change just like we don't feel it in the natural when we grow taller and we grow bigger but father i thank you father that as they look at the turning of seasons they'll be able to see there was a transformation i thank you father that our hearts are ready to receive your word that we will not be preoccupied by the cares of this world, by the deceitfulness of riches or the lust of things. We will not uh, uh, be shallow in our understanding of your word, but we will allow it to germinate and bring a personal conviction. Lord, I thank you, Father, that every word that is planted in our hearts will produce after its kind to some 30, to some 60, and to some 100 fold. Lord, I thank you that this is the generation of those that will walk in your word. When the sick come amongst us, we are the ones that will say believers shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. And we will lay hands on them and see them recover. We will not just be Christians in professing, but we will be Christians in our fruit and in our action. I thank you, Father, that these are the world changers. And it is not based on us. It is based on what Jesus did for us at the cross. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Man, I'm telling you, this is every single day is an opportunity to exercise faith. When you get to work and people say, man, I have a headache. Don't go buy them, grand, grandpa or grandma. Hey, come on over here. <clears throat> come over here. Let me pray for you. And you don't have to be all dramatic about it. Oh, Lord Jesus of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. No, no, just chill out, lay hands on them and just say, be healed. In Jesus' name, how do you feel now? And they say, well, nothing has changed. See me at lunch, we're going to do it again. Be healed in Jesus' name. How do you feel now? Well, nothing has changed. See me after work, we're going to do it again. And guess what? After work, be healed. How does it feel? Well, nothing has changed. See me tomorrow morning and we'll do it again. They come back tomorrow morning. How do you feel? I'm healed. Yeah, it works. Amen. And so what am I doing? I'm building my muscles. I'm in the spiritual gymnasium. And so somebody else, hey, I have a lower back pain. Come, let me lay hands on you. How does it feel? It's the same thing. How does it feel? Come back tomorrow. I'm going to lay hands on you. How does it feel? I'm going to lay hands on you. And then when, see, what I'm doing is I'm dealing with the 10 kilos, right? And then one day I'm going to meet someone. Hey, I have cancer. Hey, I've been building my muscles. Come on over here. Now, the problem with the church today is we haven't been in the gym long enough. When someone comes around us and says, I have cancer, we start walking around, you know, gossiping. Oh, do you know such a thing? They're dying. <laughs> they only got so much to leave. Because we haven't been exercising our faith. Can I get an amen? It's not you guys. It's the one who didn't come. Amen. But it starts with the little things. I'm telling you, when you learn a, a message like this, the enemy is not going to put anything on you because he wants it to fizzle out. But this is what you do. You go hunt for them. Someone comes to life group, say, I have a cousin. Where? 
in Namibia. They, I want to pray. Hey, I want to pray. I want to pray for that cousin. And tell us next week what happened to them. We had a lady in our life group, uh, the little uh, kid at the boil, right? They had a boil and it was causing them all kinds of problems. And they said, man, we would like for someone to pray. And I'm always the first, when the life group leader, our life group leader, when he says, hey, someone to pray, I'm always volunteer. My wife says, hey, you over volunteer. You volunteer too much. I, hey, I want to pray for them. When, when it's got to do, it's, it says give someone else a chance. I'm thinking, man, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still working on this. You know, I'm still, I'm working on something. Amen. Say, man, I want to pray for them. And, and somebody else uh, uh, prayed for them, spoke to that thing. She came back next week, says the boil is gone. They didn't have to go to the doctor. No operation, no surgery needed. What happened? They prayed and released their faith. Now, what did it do to them? It told them that, hey, I can pray for the sick. And then I can lift 10 kgs. When someone else comes and say, man, I got kidney problems. They hey, 20 kilos. Let's see what we can do. I've been building on my spiritual muscles. But it starts somewhere. Don't allow these muscles to atrophy. Can I get an amen? Use them. And as you do that, man, I'm telling you, it's going to get better and better and better. Before you know it, man, you'll be going everywhere. And your shadow... Only, all you need to do is to walk past them and your shadow will heal them. Send handkerchiefs and they will get healed. Just like Peter, you know, Paul, John and them boys. Amen? Did that bless you? Man, it did bless me. Amen. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.